The Word of the Lord from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the Romans letter that I read to you just a few minutes ago and serves as the basis of our theme for the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, love. All you need is love. What a great Sweet song by the Beatles. Now, the concept of the song was born out of a request to bring a song that was going to be understood by the people of all nations. All you need is love was the better choice because of its easy-to-understand message of love and peace. The song was easy to play, the words easy to remember, and it encompassed that feeling of the world's youth during that period in the 60s anti-war movement. The song was released in the middle of the summer of love in 1967. It was a big part of the vibe. That vibe seems to be largely lost these days. If you disagree with a popular trend these days, you might just be trolled and attacked to the point of losing your job and in some cases even have your life threatened. Not very loving, is it? If you don't stand up for the popular trend, you run the risk of being ostracized and humiliated, and again, even losing your job or having your life threatened. Not very loving, is it? If you even go the extra mile of protesting whatever injustice you see in your community, if you are just sitting in the wrong place at the wrong time and have the wrong color of skin, you could be quickly surrounded by a raging mob, verbally accosted, physically assaulted by the very same people you are agreeing with. Not very loving, is it? Just the other day, a YouTuber that I like keeping up with went to a city 
to show the world it wasn't as violent as it was being made out to be in the media. He wasn't filming but for about 30 seconds when he was assaulted by people he was agreeing with. Not very loving, is it? It's easy to listen to the rage mob, watch the violence, and see the wanton destruction and get upset at how their anger actually destroys any opportunity at real solutions to the problems. But anger only begets more useless and destructive anger, which begets even more useless and destructive anger, which begets even more useless and destructive anger ad infinitum. It's a never-ending cycle fueled by the temptations of the world, our sinful nature, and sometimes even the devil himself. I think that's why so many of us think longingly back to the days of the summer of love. I wasn't alive yet, but the residual effects of that time continued on into the next decade, which I grew up in. Injustice was attacked by songs of love and peace, with a desire to see the elevation of everyone together unified against tyrannical forces that opposed them, abused them, and showered violence down upon them. With leadership like Martin Luther King and other clergy leaders, Woodstock and musical performers like the Beatles and folk music from Bob Dylan, the message was, we must oppose hatred with love. Now it seems, he who shows the most hatred and violence for his enemy wins. I think we all know that violence, terrorism, murder, division, and hatred win nothing, and eventually destroys everything we ever held dear. But Paul assures us of another way that defines it better than I have ever seen anywhere outside of God's holy word. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says love is without hypocrisy, abhors evil, and is cemented in what is good. Pastor Moore and I discovered that the word for cemented in the original language has the sense of twisting two ropes together to make them as one, stronger than they were before they were joined in such a way. That is our response to all the division and hatred perpetrated these days. And by God, we will not be overcome by hatred and division in its all its sinful forms. Love is of God. And if we are of God, we cannot help but love one another and even our enemy if the will of God requires it. There's just something about the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of believers that causes us to act with almost superhero strength to overcome the evil of this world. You see it everywhere throughout Christian churches and their gospel outreach in these sickening times. Sinners come together and become brothers and sisters to one another with family-like affection that honors everyone right out in the open for everyone to see. Oh, the excitement of new members to our family who have an instant Christian intimacy that can only be created in the body of Christ. The desire of everyone present in church to zealously work together in the fervent spirit of the Lord to get the work done, holding fast to prayer, sharing 
and the needs of the members in pursuing a welcoming hospitality to the stranger among us. It's a unique quality that is rarely found anywhere but in the Christian church. And even when it is found outside the church, Christians are usually involved in an unrecognizable way. But this is the order of the church normally in times of peace and prosperity. But what about in times of persecution and absolute violence towards the church? Well, this kind of zeal towards loving our enemies can be found there as well. Churches have been burned, especially in the 50s and 60s, but now it is happening again today. Christians have been martyred in the early church, but that still happens today as well. Christians have been persecuted with restrictive laws, draconian tax policies, and isolation from resources when outnumbered in any given countries by other religious groups. And it looks like it could happen again in these days as well. Our response has always been a different way, a more powerful way, the way of the cross. The way of the cross is the acceptance of the reality that we will suffer at times for the sake of our Savior Jesus, so some may be saved. You see, God's blessing is not to be equated with earthly prosperity. Jesus pointed to the cross, his own and ours, as the way to ultimate glory, a way that involves self-denial, service, and even suffering. The true blessing is that Jesus' cross proves that God is for us and with us and in everything, and it may be that we appreciate this most fully as we carry out our crosses in Christ, related self-denial, service, and suffering. Consider 2 Corinthians 12, 10. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. And Romans 8, 17, Christ, we suffer with him in order that we may be also be glorified with him. And finally, Romans 8, 35 and 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Indeed, all you need is love. The Beatles were right. But God reveals to us today that is Christ's love that you need and Christ's love you will have. Love that looked on the crowds and even the criminals on the cross who all hurled insults at him, saying to the repentant criminal on the cross when he asked to be remembered when Jesus came into his kingdom, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, the insults, the hatred, the division, and the physical confrontation will be increasing. And like our Savior, we may indeed be suffering. But we will do it with love. The love of Jesus, the love of one another, and love that conquers any evil that may be thrown our way. 
because love died on the cross to save us. And our love, by extension of our Jesus, will save even more, even our enemies. That is love without hypocrisy, which is love cemented with all that is good, rejoicing in hope, enduring tribulation, and blessing our persecutors. Just like Jesus did in love for us. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.